Pittsburgh Penguins season is over, now what? Hello everybody and welcome to Penguins To Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. It was an interesting season for the Pittsburgh Penguins and it ended as poetically as you can imagine. The Penguins go up against an inferior opponent, an opponent that at least their management would have liked them to lose that game. Penguins have a 2-1 lead in the third period, and all of a sudden, they blow the lead and lose in overtime on a Johnny Gaudreau goal. So Penguins lose both of their final two games to the Chicago Blackhawks and Columbus Blue Jackets, who will finish second and third respectively in the NHL draft lottery. Very fitting end to the Pittsburgh Penguins season. Interesting year, of course. The first year ever that Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin both played the entire 82-game schedule. And they still couldn't make the playoffs. When you hear that, it really puts into light how important this offseason is about to be. And how many changes we might just see in the coming months for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So in this episode, I'm going to quickly run down some of the major things you're going to have to keep an eye on this offseason, some of the major moves that the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to have to make this offseason, and the major decisions that come along with it. The first major move is obviously going to be spring cleaning the suits. The front office, everybody's going to be walking on eggshells over the next couple of days at UPMC Lemieux Complex. Nobody is safe in that front office right now. There's already been reports from Frank Saravalli of Daily Faceoff that the wheels are in motion to dismiss both Ron Hextall as general manager and Brian Burke as president of hockey operations. It's deserving that they are already being talked about as being fired, considering the state of this team the entire season and the lack of effort to fix any problems. If you need any proof, look at the trade deadline. The Penguins clear out Kasperi Kapanen's contract. They clear out Brock McGinn's contract. And what do they do to fill that? One player that scored one goal in over 20 games in Mikhail Granlund. Not just a player that makes $5 million and did nothing for you this season, but a player that you're now stuck with for two more seasons. One of the primary reasons that these two guys are probably already packed and ready to leave the city of Pittsburgh. Elliot Friedman of 32 Thoughts said that Fenway Sports Group has a history of getting things done quickly once they decide the direction they would like to go in. Well, if you put those two reports together, that means by the time you're listening to this, those two guys might already be out of a job. My prediction is Monday morning is when that happens, but I could realistically see see it happening anytime between now and then. If it doesn't happen by Monday, I think the chances shrink significantly that they will be dismissed. But a lot of people that you ask are going to say, you know what, these guys are gone. There's no way that the Penguins' ownership is going to trust these guys to right the ship that they have completely ran into the iceberg over the past two seasons. It's been a steady decline in performance, in talent, 
in everything for the Pittsburgh Penguins since Ron Hextall and Brian Burke took over. So that's the first item on the agenda of the Pittsburgh Penguins offseason. But there are plenty of other things that are going to happen this summer that we're going to have plenty of discussions about. On the ice, several players are likely to just be let go. Expiring contracts, aging players that really didn't do much for the Penguins this year, they're just going to be let go and their salary cap space is just going to be absorbed to be opened up for players to replace them. That's Danton Heinen. That's Dmitry Kulikov. That's Nick Benino. unfortunately. I, I feel really bad for Benino. We'll talk about that at a later date. But, I mean, the guy left his entire family in California to come play for the Penguins and have a chance at the playoffs. And he plays two games, suffers a scary injury, a lacerated kidney, and then has to sit on his couch the rest of the season. So those players will likely just fall off the salary cap at the end of the actual league year. Then there's two veterans on expiring deals the Penguins are going to have to make a decision about. Two names that are going to be rumored about throughout most of the offseason. One of them is Brian Dumoulin. A lot of people got on Brian Dumoulin for most of the year. He was public enemy number one for a long time. Jeff Carter and Mikhail Granlin took over that role about midway through the season in, in Carter's case and When Granlin came, it really put Dumoulin on the back burner as the person that Penguins fans had their ire towards. But the 31-year-old came off of a knee surgery, a major knee surgery last offseason. And no, he didn't have a great season. And no, he's nowhere near the player that he used to be. But after 10 years with the Pittsburgh Penguins, there's a chance I see that he comes back. It would have to be on a very discounted rate. And when I say very, I mean... The dude's going to have to make under $2 million. And with the understanding between him and the coaching staff that he's no longer a top pairing defenseman. If that happens, okay. Because Brian Dumlin showed that he's willing to reinvent himself as a defenseman this season. No, he wasn't great. No, defensively, he's nowhere near what he used to be. He's actually pretty bad defensively for most stretches of the season. But he was able to, at some points, put together decent stretches of defensive play. And he's shown that he has a little bit of offensive upside here at his advanced age of 31 after multiple lower body injuries that were very severe. Let's not forget his ankle injury back a few years before that. So Brian Dumlin, I could see him wanting to come back. He's played here for 10 years. He's played with Chris Letang for most of his career. That is a player that I could see at the age of 31 that says, I don't want to leave, and I'm willing to take less money to stay. So that's a decision that whoever's in charge has to make. Now, with $4.1 million turning into maybe a $1.1 million, that's good for the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think I still lean towards, just let them walk. You need new blood in that defense corps, because after what happened last offseason and how poorly... It was reconstructed. I think it needs a complete reconstruction again, and that's just an easy move to make to clear up $4.1 million clean and get a younger, more capable defenseman on the blue line. I could see him coming back. If I was the general manager, would I do it? No, I would probably move on. But I'm not going to sit here and say that it's impossible. I'm not going to sit here and say 
that he brought absolutely nothing to this team because I think there are other players that brought a whole lot less. Another veteran, same age, that is on an expiring deal, made a large chunk of money against the salary cap this season, and is going to be an interesting decision in the offseason, is Jason Zucker. He's coming off a major bounce back season this year. 48 points, 27 goals. Both of those totals are the second highest totals of his entire career. Going into a year where everybody said, you know what? We don't trust Jason Zucker because he can't stay healthy. Well, he played 78 games this season. And he played almost every game, discounting last night, because nobody really had intensity last night. But he played every game with the most intensity on anybody on the team. Right? The guy throws his body around, uses it like a projectile at some times. Right? He, he uses his body as a weapon more so than anybody else on this Pittsburgh Penguins team. And I get that he's over the age of 30. And people are very, very overseeing players over the age of 30 on the Pittsburgh Penguins because it's the majority of the lineup. I understand that. But when you're talking about players over the age of 30 that are a proven commodity in this league, Jason Zucker is one of those guys. He told Josh Yoey last night following the final game of the season that he wants to be here. And quote, it's not up to me at this point. The first part of that yeah, players say that at the end of the season. Yeah, I want to be here. They don't want to alienate the fan base that's been cheering them on for however many years they've been here. In Zucker's case, it's four. Or three and a quarter. But saying it's not up to me at this point tells me that, listen, I'm going to come back if they'll have me. I'm going to come back and give up money to be here. Sounds like a guy that doesn't want to move his family again. He was a player that loved playing in Minnesota, was traded to Pittsburgh, and made Pittsburgh his second home. He's from Vegas. So I said a couple months ago, you know, I could see him potentially wanting to go back to Minnesota. Their salary cap situation is screwed up to a T. Still playing Ryan Suter and Zach Parise, I believe $14 million in dead cap next year. Not a good spot for Billy G and the boys. And Vegas, his hometown... I don't see that either. He grew up there, but their salary cap situation is also screwed up. So I understand why he would want to stay in Pittsburgh. And him saying it's not up to me at this point tells me that whoever's in charge, he is going to take a discounted rate to stay with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Would I sign him for the six years, five years that the other top players on the Penguins got last offseason? Heck no. Would I sign him for a two-year deal at $3 million? Yeah. I don't know what he's asking for. That's just something I threw out there. But would I sign him for a short-term deal for less money than he's making now? Yeah. The guy almost scored 30 goals. He proved to you that he can get through a season healthy while still playing the same way he's always played. So I see a lot of people saying, you know what? Let's just cut bait, move on because he's over 30. Look into it a little bit more than that. Don't be lazy. Look at the age and say... You know, he's had injuries in his past. I don't trust him. You know who else had injuries in their past? Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, and what did they do? Sidney Crosby, what did they do this year? I get that there is a different level to their talent than it is to Jason Zucker. But you can't teach desire. You can't teach intensity. And Jason Zucker brings that in spades compared 
to the rest of the team. So I say you bring back Jason Zucker. The price has to be right, as it always does in this time of the year. But I don't see any reason to move on from Jason Zucker, especially if he's willing to take a discount. The biggest storyline of the offseason is Tristan Jari, right? It is a position that you carry the least number of players in, but has pretty much the most impact on what your team's going to do. You only carry two goaltenders, and unless you're Buffalo and trying to reinvent the wheel, you carry three. But only one goaltender is going to start. You go out there for the opening puck drop, there's one guy out there. And guess what? If you use two in a game, it's not a good thing. Never a good thing. So this is going to be a massive, massive decision this summer for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Do you move on from Tristan Jari and try to find somebody else? The free agent pool is not great. I will tell you that, folks. We've gone over it a couple times. We will go over it several more times. The free agent pool is not swimming with guys better than Tristan Jari at his best. The problem is, we haven't seen Tristan Jari at his best pretty much in over a year. He said last night to both Penn's inside scoop, Michelle Cracchiolo and Josh Yoey, that he's been injured all season. He's still dealing with injuries right now. And as Yoey points out, why'd you play in a meaningless game if you're still injured? Didn't matter last night if the Penguins won or lost. You could tell that from the energy in the building. You could tell that from the energy of the guys on the ice. It did not matter. Why are you playing if you're still injured? Makes no sense to me. So, we also heard from Mike Sullivan a couple weeks ago say, you know, Jars isn't injured anymore. We're just trying to get him up to speed. Like, he's not still dealing with injuries. So, either the head coach is lying or the goaltender's lying. Not a good thing either way when one of you has to lie about your injuries. So, will they go out and maybe get a trade? John Gibson's name has been floated out there. I don't know. I don't know what they do. I think there's a deep dive that needs to happen on the Pittsburgh Penguins goaltending options. And that will happen in the coming weeks because we have plenty of time to wait about hockey. Wait and talk about hockey. We have six months till the start of the 2023-24 season. Trust me, plenty of time to get to everything. The last major, major decision for whoever is sitting in that general manager's chair, and it's not going to be me. Although, wouldn't mind the paycheck. 2023 first round pick. Still in the Penguins' pocket. Still in their ownership. Currently, the Penguins sit in the 14th pick of the 2023 draft. Now, that could change because the Buffalo Sabres play tonight. If they lose, I believe that they... No, if they win, excuse me. The Penguins will improve. But the lottery is still out there as well. That could move the Penguins either up or down a couple spots. Who knows? As of right now, the 14th overall pick is the highest pick, if I remember correctly, since the 2013 draft, 2012 draft, whichever one they selected Derek Pouliot in, and that wasn't even their pick. They got that in the Jordan Stahl trade to, to Carolina. That's how long it's been since the Penguins have selected that high in the draft. Do you trade it? It's going to be a rather valuable pick, as valuable as draft picks can be, I guess, at this stage of the game. 
Do you trade it to help the NHL roster? Or do you keep it and make your first round selection for the second straight year, doing that for the first time in a very long time? Owen Pickering finished the season at the AHL level. Amateur tryout contract. Actually, no, he signed a three-year entry-level contract. So you do have Pickering, who is now one more year removed from being drafted. Played most of the season with the WHL Swift Current Broncos. So do you make that selection again? Or do you trade that player to help build the NHL team? I know what I would do. I'd, I'd trade that immediately. The second I get a quality deal, quality player for that pick, it's gone. What, what am I going to do with a player that's going to play in 2027? 2027, the Penguins are going to miss the playoffs again. I promise you that. What am I doing with a player for that? If you want to rebuild, this is not the podcast for you. I'm not sitting here looking to rebuild. I'm sitting here hoping the Pittsburgh Penguins are able to put a quality product back out on the ice, getting Sidney Crosby one last chance at a Stanley Cup. You recognize you have a player that is once in a generation. You got to take advantage of that fact. Until the day he is no longer a 94-point player, you take advantage of the fact that you have a chance to win a Stanley Cup as long as you surround him with half-decent pieces, which the Pittsburgh Penguins didn't do this season. That's going to do it for this episode of Penguins to Go. We'll have plenty to discuss throughout the offseason. We hope you stay right here on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. Just search Tip of the Iceberg, that's I-C-E-B-U-R-G-H, and you'll find full episodes of Tip of the Iceberg with me and my co-host Nick Horwat as well as these Penguins to Go's that are a little bit shorter, a little bit more specific on what we talk about. You can also check out my writing at InsideThePenguins.com. That's going to do it for this one, and that's a wrap on the Pittsburgh Penguins 2022-23 season. Time to start looking for next year. See you guys next time.